sitting in this chair for about 20 minutes trying to figure out exactly what it is that I wanted to talk about and um, I guess I can say my mind is all over the place I sound a little raspy I've been I've been sick for the past week and a half been homesick for the past week I have some kind of respiratory virus that I can't take anything for. My body just has to fight it off. Annoying as fuck. Um, I guess I'll start by saying 2020 is, is, is off to a really shitty start. It's off to a shitty start. You know what I'm saying? We got this new plague on the horizon. We are on the fucking brink of a world war. World War Three, I should say. Two, one, two. You know, we all know death makes you think. It, it, <clears throat> excuse me, has a way of putting things, or some things in perspective. Um... And I, I couldn't help but to kind of, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep well last night. Well, I haven't been sleeping well for the past week and change because I can't fucking breathe. But I didn't sleep. I was very uneasy last night as I slept. Um, I'm sure millions of people were. I feel like the world stopped for a minute when we heard the news and when we were all following the news in real time. I was on Twitter when it when I when I started seeing it, and I was like, "Nah, that's bullshit." Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And I refused to to engage or entertain anything unless I saw it come from ESPN or CNN. And when I did, I was just in shock. You know, I was let me see, in '96, I was graduating high school, so I grew up watching Kobe Bryant. You know, and I'm of that that school watching him play, you know, against AI and just seeing the young lion, you know, hungry. And there's, there hasn't been very many celebrity deaths that have affected me, you know. Uh... When Tupac died, that hit me really. I was I was sick behind that more so than I was with when Biggie died. You know, it was something about Tupac that I just it really really spoke to my soul. And you know, with Biggie, it was a New York thing. So I, I'm not even sure I can really describe the difference. And how they made me feel. But, you know, I don't think I spoke to anybody for like a week when it went to Buck Pass. You know, it was it was, it was was just tough. We were young. I was young. And I, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? You know, when Michael Jackson died, I was pretty numb. I didn't really, I didn't really have any kind of reaction to it. It was just like, nah. When Prince died, I was like, nah, I was in denial about that. When Whitney died, 
it was a very um, surreal thing for me. I I don't know. I don't I don't know how I felt. You know, I'm still like I'm sitting here and I'm trying to find the words and I and I can't. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. When Nipsey passed, that shit rocked me like. It made me think about how I felt when my father passed. And I hadn't felt like that since he passed in 2003. And with Nipsey, I I cried for so many hours. (laughs) For so many fucking hours. You know? And now Kobe, it's different. You know, I've been crying off and on since. But the way it happened. How it happened, who was there, who was taken. It hit a little differently. It cut a little deeper, you know, and I feel like we are all still in shock, really. Like, I can't look at, like, you know how they have pictures of him and they have his birth and death date. I can't look at that. I can't look at that. It's like what what is this? What are you what's happening? You know? So it just don't sit right with me. It's it's something that's disturbed in me behind this one, you know? Um my soul is very uneasy. And, you know, there are people out there that are, like, how can you feel so strongly about someone you don't even know? It has nothing to do with that. It has a lot to do with what he stood for and his reach. Much like Nipsey's reach. The reach is something that you can't even... It's kind of indescribable. You know, personally, Kobe... For me, you know, I was never a Kobe fan. I was never like a a Laker fan like that. And I used to talk shit about Kobe just like anybody else did. He's always whining on the court, this, that, the other. But you know what? There's also truth. There's always truth in hating on or heckling on players. You know they're good. Kobe's fucking one of the greatest. Please. It was never that he wasn't good. It was always, oh, you get on my nerves. You're playing against my favorite team and my favorite players and... You're beating them. You get on my nerves, you know. Um, he taught me what dedication and discipline and passion, drive, grit. He taught me and showed me what those things look like. And those are the things that made me like Kobe Bryant as a human. Fuck the basketball shit. We all know he was great, but... It was it was those characteristics, how they never wavered, are what taught me what dedication is, looks like, and should feel like. And I feel like I can't help but to think about how fragile human life is. It's so fucking fragile and we take it for granted every fucking day. 
every day. Like, literally the saying, here today, going tomorrow. That shit is, you know, I've always been scared of planes. And my anxiety with them now is just through the roof. Before, I used to be okay on a plane. Now, oof, it's, 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 it's hard for me. To get on a plane and go somewhere and not make it there is one of my biggest fears in life. My number one fear is death. You know, everyone's like, death is a part of life. But that does not mean that I shouldn't be afraid of it. I am terrified of death. I am terrified of losing my last parent. You know, these are things that Death always makes me think about, naturally. But last night I was laying on the couch and I was thinking, you know, what are we, what's it all for? What are we doing all this for? What is the point of it all? You know what I mean? The the, the passion we have for the things that we love does it matter? Like, does it really matter? You know? All right. If I take myself as an example, and uh, everybody knows I'm, I'm passionate about filmmaking and love storytelling and making movies and directing and creating, you know, God forbid something happened to me tomorrow, what would all of that have been for? You know, I don't know the reach that I have. You know, I don't know how many people I affect with anything that I say or do. And I feel like, do we ever really know? But I feel like when you're a celebrity, you know. (laughs) I'm not a celebrity by any means. But I don't know how many people I affect. I don't know my reach. You know, and then... I can't help but to think if my reach isn't like Kobe's, does it even fucking matter? You know, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer to any of this, any of the things that I'm thinking about. But I'm just stuck questioning so much. You know, it, it, death has a way of making you reassess shit. You know, I'm I'm reassessing everything. Everything. You know? I'm going to a nine to five that I hate. That's nine hours of my day that I'm doing something that I hate. I hate doing. What kind of fucking life am I living? You know, on the flip side of that, it's like, Katie, you need this job. You need this job. To fund your movies. To pay your rent. And on the flip side of that, it's like, why? Why? You know? I don't know, I guess... I guess I'm having trouble just figuring out 
what it all means at this point. You know what I mean? I I'm tired. So if I die tomorrow, I would have died being tired of my everyday rigmarole. You know what I mean? And things aren't right. Like my life isn't where I imagine it to be. You know, and people are like, yeah, that's why you need to be grateful what you have and where you are in the present moment. Yeah, sure. But I want more. I want more than this. I want more than working and so I can play, you know, play meaning to do the thing that I'm passionate about. We're all here for a limited time. And they always say life is what you make it, right? But man, on this day in 2020, January 2020, I don't even know what fucking day it is. I feel like now I'm not sure what I want. You know, I feel like the things that the things that may have been trivial to me yesterday aren't trivial to me right now. I don't know, y'all. I just keep thinking of my family, my mom and my brother. You know, because really, they all I got. You know, and I think that. What's so sad for me about this Kobe thing is, you know, I don't know Vanessa. You know, I don't know those people. But how do you operate after that? You know, grief hits everybody differently. You know, for me, it's two, it's two, it's two things with me. When people pass away that are in my friends' lives, I don't know what to say. You know, I have a friend that, you know, a family member passed away, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't have the words. And that, and that's how death affects me in that way. It's, I don't know what to say to you, you know. And I may have mentioned this before, but she, she was offended that I didn't say anything. And it really made me think about how people have these expectations of you in situations like this, in scenarios like this, and they shouldn't. You know, I saw somebody say on Twitter, I'm feeling a type of way because Braun ain't say nothing yet. Are you, man, you're entitled. Who the fuck are you? And why does he have to say anything publicly to soothe you? That shit is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. You have no idea what that man is going through, considering less than 24 hours before that. They was dapping each other up at a game. But you feel some way? Someone that neither one of them know? Relatively a nobody. Man, if you get the fuck... I digress. That's how I feel when it comes to me and, and having to respond 
to that with people. Now, my heart was broken because I can't imagine how long this is going to, or or how this is going to affect the rest of their families. You know what I'm saying? Even the other passengers. Two kids are at home and they lost they, both their parents and their siblings. How do you how do you operate from that? And the thing is, you never know how that grief is going to manifest. You know. I'm praying for that family. I'm praying for both families. I'm praying for all. I'm praying for all families involved in that. Um. It kind of saddens me that the other families that 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 passed away, they will always be in the shadow of Kobe and Gigi. You know, it's Kobe and Gigi passed away, and then there were others. There will always be the others, and that shit is trash. That shit bothers me so much. You know, when my pops passed away. My grief was different. I had, I went from being a daughter to head of the household, you know. Um, I have a brother that at that time was young and didn't know how to handle grief and my mom is disabled. So it's like I didn't really have time to mourn I had to go I had to wake up and do first order business I had to get arrangements and all and I had to do all of these things so I didn't even have time so because I put it off that shit manifested two years later and I had shingles I ended up in the fucking hospital because it all hit me at one time years later because I never I never sat down and dealt with it I never sat down and grieved Or more into my father. You know. So. This is just a really fucked up situation. And. It just. You know my, my film has a whole. Is a different. Is a different layer on it now. You know boxer. Sensing around Kobe. I play Kobe. You know. She's a pro athlete. And my training, I, I go in that training, you know what I'm saying, thinking I'm Floyd Mayweather. And now I feel like when I get back in training, once I get out this damn, whatever this respiratory issue is, there's going to be like another layer to that. So yeah, I don't know, I just, I'm feeling a lot, I'm questioning a lot, just trying to figure out what's it all for, what do we do all of these things for, to be happy, hmm, I personally feel like time is an issue for me, time, I feel like there's never enough time, 
I feel like time is running out. I feel like I'm too old for a lot of shit. And I and I know that I have a I have a problem with numbers. Like it's a problem that I have that I shouldn't have. For example, my age. I think that I'm like, am I too old to be great? You know? Am I too old to be one of the greatest filmmakers of my generation? Like have I passed that that mark? You know? Because it's always, you got to keep going, you got to keep going. Just do the work, just do the work. Till when, though? Till I catch a break? You know, I'm 41, like, I don't want to be keep going and keep going when I'm 64. With no kids. Single. Because all of my focus was on the work. Then what? Because I can't take the work with me, shit, I can't take shit with me. But what am I going to be left with? Footage? Awards? An article in a mag? What? I don't know. I just... I kind of want to know what it's like to have that soulmate. It's like one of my top three things that I want in life to really find or finally meet my soulmate. And if I've met that that man, then I I want that to be, to somehow make itself known because whatever I decide to do as far as, excuse me, my career or my work. I'm going to give it a buck with you. I don't want to do this shit alone. Like, nah. Let's say, for example, I drop box or it gets distribution. It's an option for distribution. And it's getting, you know, somebody picked it up and uh, uh, wins awards. I win an award, I go home with that award, and then I'm going to just sleep with that award clutched to my chest. That shit ain't gonna keep me warm at night. I can't talk to the award and the award gonna talk back to me and be able to relive memories and shit. I don't know. I just. My mental's a little fucked up right now. I'm just. I feel very. I feel very stuck. I feel like I'm stuck in the fucking Bronx. I feel like I'm stuck in this fucking apartment with these bitch-ass niggas upstairs dealing with this shit day in, day out. I feel like I'm stuck. And I just, I don't see the clear way out right now. I just don't see it. I was sitting down last night and I was just really, really analyzing relationships that I have with people and thinking about what my funeral would look like. Who would show up? Who would show up and be fake? Oh my god, I love her so much. Bitch, you know I ain't like you. You ain't even speak, but you hear putting the airs on. Right? I want to know who would genuinely be feel like 
they lost a part of them. And you know what's crazy? I can't say that there's any one friend or associate that would feel that way. I feel like the only two people that would feel that is my mom and my brother. Yeah, I had to pause that. I ain't really want to be sitting on here weeping. Um, but yeah, everybody know I'm emotional as fuck. I don't really care about the tears, but I just needed a, a second. Because I don't like that life is so fucking unpredictable. I don't like it. And I feel a sense of just not being sure about anything, you know. And it don't feel good. I don't feel grounded right now. In fact, I feel very scared. Because ultimately, it's like, we don't really have control over shit. <laughs> we know it, well, let me not say that. We, we have control over very minimal things in our life, in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it. So, that's scary for me. That's scary to me. And it just makes me wonder, like, what's it all for? So, I don't know about y'all, but I'm having a rough week. And I just, I hope I'm able to, to get to a place where I can make some finite decisions about what I want to do or what I'm doing with my life because right now shit is feeling real shaky. <laughs> shit is feeling really shaky, you know. And I don't think the way I feel right now, it's not a matter of, all right, so if you don't make movies, then what you going to do? I don't think it's a matter of that. It's what am I going to do that's going to fulfill me and make me feel like I don't need nothing else, you know? So, yeah, that's where I'm at this week. And, um... If you guys are, if you guys are mourning Kobe, that's cool. You should, you should take a moment because I can't help but to think about all the little black boys and the little black girls that looked up to him and he was their fucking idol. You want to be him when they grow up, they play ball because of him. Yeah, he's like their fucking superhero. That's what breaks my heart. You know, there's a picture of a little brown boy sitting on a bench outside. His head, in his, his head is in his lap holding a basketball. And that shit broke me. That shit broke me. feel like there's never space given to kind of just 
sit with your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Why were those games not canceled the day of? Why do these players have to play that way? In that emotional state? It showed me that they don't give a fuck about these players. How they feel. None of that. They don't give two shits. And for the people that's, you know what I'm saying, affected, they got to put the face on and go to work the next day. You know? That shit is not human to me. It's not human. When are we going to have the space to be and feel as humans without having to, alright, let me get my shit together. I got to do this thing. That's not human to me. Like, I feel like we operate under the the guise of humans. We don't, we operate like we're not human. I feel like showing emotion and being emotional is just something that's looked, looked at crazy. And I don't understand it. You know, you can't be a fucking robot all your life. That shit don't even make sense. You know what I'm saying? I've had relationships with people, you know, friends even. You know, you're too emotional. And at the time, I'd be fucked up. But now here in 2020, to the person that told me, I'm too emotional. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. That's a few of y'all. Fuck y'all. Because if we had more humans that acted like fucking humans, shit would be way different. Shit would be really fucking different. Everybody's so tough. Everybody's so hard. How many people are really being themselves, though? You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I could say. I've always been myself. I've always been sensitive, even since I was in fucking grade school. Sensitive, emotional. I'm a crier. I fucking cry all the time. I'm sitting here with somebody that I have an interest in. We watching movies. I'm fucking crying every 10 minutes. And what I liked about that situation is that hey, I didn't feel judged at all. It was nothing. It was nothing to be pointed out. I was so comfortable in the fact. I, I was so comfortable in the fact after the fact that I wasn't made to feel a certain type of way. I was like, why can't more people be like this? Instead of the person that would be like, yo, you crying? Yes, bitch. That's what's happening right now. You never seen this happen? You don't do it? (sighs) I'm moody as shit. I own that. And I think that all of these things that I'm aware of and, and, and acknowledge and Champion about myself are the things that one make me me, and two make my work what it is. So many people out here acting like they're not, they don't have emotion, or they gotta hide the emotion. Seeing these players stand on the court in tears while they had to play a game had me furious. I was fucking furious. This human, this human experience, 
And the life and times we in right now is trash. It's, it's fucking trash. I feel like we losing all of... We losing so many important people. All of our idols. All the people we look up to. All the people that mean something. To, to, to the little boy, to the little girl, to the grown people that live on the other side of the world. We losing people. Shit is just... Shit is fucked. Shit is fucked. So... Excuse me. I know I'm in my bag. I know I sound like shit. But that's what it is. That's what this episode is. So if you tuned in to KMAC NYC podcast today, this is this is and this is your first time. This is a perfect example of the type of person I am, who I am, and I don't I don't have any problems with who I am. So you either gonna Come back or you die. <laughs> I need a fucking new nose right now. <clears throat> so, yeah, some might think that this episode is dark. I don't really give a fuck. What I would say is that this episode is real. And it's 100% me. So, with that being said, hopefully next week's episode will be on a lighter note. But that's just not where I'm at right now. And I hope that you can understand that. So, in the meantime and in between time, if you're feeling down and your heart feel heavy, I want you to know that I think it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's alright to sit in that for a little while. It's alright to not answer your phone. It's alright to just not Talk, not speak. It's it's okay. It's okay to be human for a little bit. So, I'm praying you all have a blessed week. And I'll see you next week. Peace.